Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I am Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie's cruising down the road. Bonnie, you're driving away after a year as we head into year number two of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I cannot believe it has been a year. It has been a crazy year. The next year is going to be crazier, so stick around. Yes, we cannot wait. Uh, We will get into the reflections of a year a little bit this week and then next week as we cross over from year one into two. Uh, But, Bonnie, for you, it was kind of a crazy and uneventful, I wouldn't say crazy, sorry, a quiet and uneventful week. However, for me, it was a completely different story early in the week. Yeah, it was. I'm kind of jealous because we've just been hot and humid. It's really gross. (laughs) And hot and humid is okay. It's not, trust me, it's not a bad thing at all. But you're right. So earlier in the week, um, we knew that we were going to be in this kind of this little favorable setup for, I would say, moderately strong thunderstorms over the Cascades in eastern Oregon. And so Monday was kind of quiet. We had some pop-up showers here and there. Well, then Tuesday rolled around, and Tuesday morning was interesting as I kind of overslept. I uh, slept until about 12.30 Pacific time, which is 2.30 your time. I had a long night Monday night at a job. So, you know, it's okay. I needed to catch up on the sleep. But uh, I woke up to a basically a severe thunderstorm watch box posted for parts of Western Oregon. Uh, Didn't include the Portland area at first. But after looking at that and then, you know, looking at some of the high-resolution rapid refresh models and just kind of knowing how storms progress up and down the Willamette Valley, uh, I decided to go out storm chasing, and I am so glad I did because I had an awesome experience Tuesday afternoon. Um, First drove out toward Mount Hood up into the Cascades. There was a cell that went severe warned over extreme eastern Clackamas County um, up around Mount Hood, put out a lot of lightning, uh, 60 to 70 mile an hour winds. And while I didn't get into the initial cell, I was far enough back. I was about 20 miles back. I had this great view where I overlooked uh, the Sandy River in the canyon. And then it's a straight shot looking at Mount Hood. And because the storms were coming through, it completely shrouded the mountain. But I could see the lowering and the wall cloud basically just traversing right across the top of the ridges. It was awesome to look at. Wow. It was, I'm jealous. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And I mean, again, with you guys in the plains, you get, you know, high base thunderstorms. And, you know, if you're a ways away, you guys see the full structure, you see the anvil, the whole nine. Well, generally, when we have this setup of thunderstorms, we don't get to see that classic, you know, overshooting top. We don't get to see the anvil because there are cumulus clouds that are forming, you know, off to the west. So that's blocking my view looking east. Uh, the structure, yeah. but I could see the wall cloud moving up over the top of the ridges. And man, this thing, the entire cell was moving faster. I think it was moving like at 25 miles an hour, but this thing was just plowing across the top of the ridges um, up through the hills. And it was really pretty to see. And after hanging out there for about hours, looking at the radar, and it's like, you know, these storms are starting to pop. 
more in the actual Central Valley. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to head back toward Portland, see what happens. And I'm glad I did because as soon as I made that decision, we had storms starting to fire like down around Salem and a lot of lightning was being put out. And so I'm looking at the clouds as I'm driving back into Portland and into North Portland. Like, you know, this is going to be the one day where I know that if I get put in the right spot, it's all going to come together. And, you know, about 20 minutes leaving Sandy and getting back toward uh, Portland Airport. I just made the decision. I'm like, listen, I got to find a spot where I know that I can see to the south and I can see off to the east with relatively like no obstruction, either with buildings or hills or anything. And so I parked at the end of the runway at PDX and I just sat there for a good two and a half hours. And I had two lines of storms to move up. Uh, The first one did. And I'm sitting there watching, you know, this line form and lightning. All of a sudden I look to my left. There's a giant wall cloud. And I was like. Ooh, I have not seen one of these in a long time. Uh, And that wall cloud then became a shelf cloud as these storms just basically bubbled and fired within like three or four minutes, went from nothing on the radar to full on intensity. And it was awesome to see. Uh, I am so jealous and I'm impressed. Like, I know you don't get to storm chase often and man, you did. And you saw some stuff. Nothing put down a tornado though. Not, not quite. No, nothing put down a tornado, and there was a little bit of rotation. I mean, it was pretty weak, and, you know, anything on the radar was like five or six miles an hour if you're doing the gate-to-gate velocity, so it's nothing. Um, I took a picture of some really impressive, you know, like a scud cloud, and there's even a shot I posted on my personal Facebook page, and I'll put this on the on the B-squared uh, Twitter page, at Weather Podcast, that if you just looked at the picture, you're like, wow, that's an impressive, you know, um, funnel cloud, you could definitely tell that that could have put something down, but Lily, it was just a scud cloud, and the way that the sun hit it, it looked more like one of those really pretty backlit tornadoes, but no rotation to it. It was just, it looked really pretty, but nothing there. Wow. Yeah, scud clouds can look really interesting, and they can really look like something, yeah. but and the, and they're the- never anything. Yeah, and this was and this was the one you know time that I looked at it long and hard. I'm like, man, if it had rotation, I would have picked up the phone and called the National Weather Service, who ironically was just like four blocks from where I was. Nice. Um, so they were probably watching it too. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure they were, and it was great because you know, like I said, the shelf cloud came through, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to call this in. I'm like, I'm sure everybody else is, you know, everybody else sees it, and there have been a ton of great pictures. Um, a friend of mine, Michael Trofan, I believe it's Trofanoff, I could be wrong, does not matter, had a really good shot of this, and I'll also put this on the Weather Podcast um, Twitter here in a little bit. Um, he was up at Crown Point in the Columbia River Gorge and was on the east side of the shelf cloud looking back toward the airport where I was and gets this great shot of the shelf cloud and a lightning strike in North Portland. It's one of the most beautiful photos I've seen in a very, very long time, storm-wise. So that was really cool. Um, the amount of lightning that these cells were pointing out was pretty impressive. I got a bunch of lightning strikes on video. I know I put that on the Weather Podcast Twitter and Facebook page as well. But I uh, had to run and eventually get gas just down the street. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go back and just sit kind of in the same spot. And as soon as I got back to my little you know, spot that I was looking, the heavens opened up and I got caught under just a little pop-up cell. Bonnie, it was so windy and rainy in this little like isolated pocket. Like I, I took video of it. Um, I'll send it to you. I won't share, but 
it was just incredible the amount of rain and wind that were coming in. Uh, and I even sent a text message off to it with some friends. I'm like, I guarantee you the ASOS station here at PDX is going to have some incredible readings because it was awesome. Wow. That is crazy. And I am so jealous and, like, super jealous. You need to come here, and we need to storm chase together. Like We do. We need to make – we'll make it happen. That will be goal. That's one of our goals for year two of B squared. So – uh, we will we will do a chasing chronicle. We'll get out there, and hopefully we don't have any you know blue sky days. But we will uh, we'll actually get some storms. Yes, definitely. Yeah, put that down in the books, and we'll make that happen next spring. <laughs> right. Um, it's funny. So I was out at the airport. Originally, was going to meet up with a friend of mine early in the afternoon to grab happy hour, and then talk about a project I'm working with her. Uh, she's a teacher, so I'm going to go in and give a speech to her class about natural disasters in the Northwest. So. Um, you know, earthquakes, volcanoes, uh, severe thunderstorms, tornadoes, all that stuff kind of, you know, folds into the mold of a natural disaster in the Northwest. But it was awesome because she canceled. And so I was like, cool. I had this free afternoon. I can legitimately now go storm chase. And, you know, once I kind of saw the watch box go up and kind of looked at, you know, satellite pictures and looked at the radar to see kind of the storm movement, I was like, you know what? I'm going to head out to the airport anyways. Um, I have an appointment north of the river in the city of Vancouver, Washington, um, between 5.30 and 7. I uh, meet up with a friend to purchase some DJ stuff. And, you know, I might as well just hang out there. That way I don't have to really deal with traffic. Um, if I have to get around quickly, I can. And, again, I know there are some spots with some really good views to the south and to the east uh, and to the west for that matter. So headed out to the airport and was just kind of driving around like, hey, you know what? Nothing's really happening in the valley. Storms are starting to fire again along the Cascades. I'll kind of head out toward that way. And as soon as I got out to Troutdale, which is known as kind of the gateway to the gorge, um, National Weather Service Portland office popped off a severe thunderstorm warning for Clackamas County. And so headed out and went up and chased it. But we have talked a couple times on the show about the EAS and how broadcasters complain about it. So, like I said, I had an appointment later that night, met up with a friend of mine, and he was telling me how he basically canceled the EAS for the severe thunderstorm warning. And the engineer basically at the radio station rained down fury upon him, like, what are you doing? Uh, wow. Because they're like, hey, do what you got to do for those severe thunderstorm watches, especially when it's a rare occurrence or it doesn't happen as often as other places. Right. And I again, it's really, it's kind of a bummer because there's so much... You know, that I get, listen, multiple EASs from time to time will get really annoying. Again, I understand that as somebody that's worked in broadcast, I get it, okay? It's interrupting your programming. However, yeah. it's part of the requirements for having a broadcast license that you have to air these messages. And so they're like, oh, but it was the same day as a weekly test. It does not matter. You still yeah. have to air it. And so... You know, props to Thor, the engineer at Alpha, for, you know, basically telling the guys, you got to air this stuff. And I was like, man, the severe thunderstorm warnings aren't immediate broadcasts. They're not like a tornado warning or a presidential message or even an Amber Alert. You have some time to fit this into your programming, whether it be at the end of the song or put it in a commercial break. You have that option. And most people yeah. are like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, come on. <laughs> Like, you don't have to interrupt what's on that second. Just wait till the next break. And exactly. Then squeeze it in. Exactly. And again, I, I, you know, severe thunderstorms 
for the Oklahoma City metro area are different than a severe thunderstorm for eastern Clackamas County. I mean, you're literally at this point talking about a bunch of wilderness, maybe affecting a thousand people or less. So I get it when, you know, your your county is still in a metro area and most of it's not going to be affected. You still have to air the message. And that's one of those things that we talked about a little bit saying, hey, I get it. You still got to air the message or you can't just cancel it. Exactly. Like, just because it's not a lot of people doesn't mean that all of a sudden their lives don't matter. You exactly. Know? Like- exactly. Just because somebody's at Mount Hood and you're in downtown Portland. You're still in the metro area. You're still going to get the warning. It just doesn't mean that's for you. So, Exactly. We're still trying to save lives over here. Exactly. And we have that issue. Like People are like, why are you covering this? It's out in the middle of nowhere. And it's like because there's still people who live in the middle of nowhere. Right. Rural Canadian County still has people in it. Exactly. But, you know, again, it's all about me and it's it's brutal. It is. It really, truly is. But, hey, you know what? Oh, well, people just got to tough it out. Right. But it was great. I mean, finally, I got a really good solid storm chase day. Got a lot of great video. Um, I will say this. I really need a new phone desperately. Uh, my, <laughs> my back-facing camera on my iPhone 7 Plus is pretty much worthless at this point, where it's constantly trying to, like, focus. Um, so I got to go get a new phone because I was able – thankfully, I had my GoPro and another camera with me, but – yeah, I was like, this is really stupid. I need a new phone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need one too. Like my, I have a 7 Plus also and the camera's just not where I want it to be. Yeah, we got to upgrade. Got to yep, make it happen. Sure. Especially if we're out storm chasing and we have that opportunity to get that one picture and you curse and you stomp and you scream and you smack your phone around in order to get oh. it to work. Yeah, it's not good. Right, right. That's just hindering the process. <laughs> it very much is. So that made for a fun Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we had some more showers pop up in the area, but nothing like it was on Tuesday. Um, and then it kind of quieted out for the rest of the week. I will say this driving down to Eugene yesterday, see Garth Brooks. Um, there were some really high base thunderstorms out over the Cascades and central and eastern Oregon. And I could see the storm structure and man, those things were beautiful. Um, next time we have one of those days where we get the storms that pop up, I'll have to go take a bunch of photos for you and show you. Um, cause we see storms that are easily a hundred miles away Yeah, and when they're up over the cascades, it's beautiful. So next time that happens, I'll make sure I take a photo for you guys. Cause that's one thing you've got that I don't got, which is seeing storms over the mountains or coming over the mountains. Like, cause we, we don't got mountains, like water mountains. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So yeah, definitely. I would love to see that. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, you guys consider hills anything over what, like six feet in height. <laughs> Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes steep driveways, you know, really go up in elevation. You need to have your gum to prevent your ears from popping. That is true. That is absolutely true. But hey, at least you're out of a floodplain at that point, right? <laughs> exactly. Don't it, judge us. Oh, I'm not. Any elevation <laughs> in the Midwest is a good, good thing. Exactly. Exactly. It makes things interesting. <laughs> right. Well, as we talked about when we started the show, we are celebrating our one year anniversary and looking forward to year number two. And I will say this, Bonnie, it's been a pleasure to work with you over these 52 weeks. 
Um, you know, we are celebrating our one year this this week, and then you know, obviously, we kick off year number two next weekend. But uh, got the reminder on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast that we had been on Twitter for a year. Got the reminder on our Facebook page at uh, B Squared Weather that we've been there for a year, uh, and the Instagram reminder for a year. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of really good on this show. We've talked to a lot of interesting people and about a lot of interesting people. Um, I will say one of the highlights for us definitely was, you know, this past February and March when we were, you know, brought into the National Weather Podcast Month Club. Um, yes. It's been great to get to know all the guys on the, uh, you know, the six of the five other shows that make up uh, the podcast month. And uh, it's just been great to, you know, kind of see social media growth within the show, um, obviously with our listeners. Um, we can't thank you guys enough because without you guys, we don't have a show. It's just Bonnie and I, you know, rapping about the weather back and forth. So we love the interaction. So thank you. Continue to, you know, send us topics and ideas. We want to hear from you guys, but man, what a, what a great day. What a great opportunity. And I'm, I'm just having a blast, you know, looking back over the last year and I'm just really thankful that we decided to launch this when we did. Me too. Me too. And you know, this next year is going to be even better. Um, we're going to, you know, do what we can to make some changes, elevate it. We want to bring some people on. Um, so definitely stick around because big things are coming for this next year. Um, now that we've got more than our feet wet in this whole podcast situation. So I am super excited to see what comes in the next year. Yeah, we definitely did more than, uh, get our feet wet. We jumped in and we were over our heads for a while, but (laughs) I think we've now floated back to the top and we're just enjoying life. Exactly. Exactly. Now that we've got the the basics figured out, let's let's spice it up a little. So stay yeah. tuned. Crazy things to come for sure. Well, crazier things. Right. <laughs> uh, what do you guys have coming up? Speaking of crazy and you know the future, what do you guys have coming up this week weather wise? More of the same. You know, hot, humid. Not as hot. Um, I will say, like for the Fourth of July, Thursday, and then Friday, it'll be upper 80s like possibly 90 and actually like a 30 percent chance of rain at this point um but whatever we'll just see what happens that could change it could go up or down but right now it's like upper 80s low 90s humidity coming back in Uh, but that's that's about it that sounds lovely (laughs) boring (laughs) it is boring um you know, out here in the Pacific Northwest, like I said, we got some excitement with thunderstorms, so we'll probably have that for one or two days. Um, but it's just, you know, it's kind of the ho-hum. Today, it's yeah. bright blue sunshine. There are some high bla- uh, high base cumulus clouds around, so maybe that will pop into a shower. We will see. Um, we have a 30% chance of thunderstorms tomorrow. Not likely going to be, you know, much, if anything. Yeah. Um, temperatures will be around 77 uh, we kind of cool off and we get into the lower 70s and then slowly ramp the temperature back up as we get toward the 4th of July on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be beautiful out here for fireworks. It's going to be sunny and 81, not a cloud in sight, no rain. Uh, we joke that summer doesn't officially kick off until July 5th out here in the Northwest. Well, it looks like it's going to uh, pop off right about the 4th of July. Um, temperatures, like I said, on Thursday in the lower eighties and then Friday, we start ramping it up, uh, closer to 90. So we shall see. It's going to be a very interesting week, uh, weather wise, just temperatures, but, uh, definitely not as hot as you guys in the Midwest. Uh, and that heat wave will start to shift off, 
to the East. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week on the show. Right. Like we're getting into that time of year where the infamous heat dome sets up over us. And so we'll just see um, if that gets going and how strong it is and how long it lasts. Um, I'm just glad that June was a super wet month. So hopefully that'll carry us through right. uh, the end of summer. Right. And, you know, hopefully, you know, drought activity will will kind of start to die off a little bit. I know mm-hmm. that there's some areas that still need rain. Obviously, you guys in the Midwest do not. Um, right. But, right now. I mean, yeah. that can change. Right. dry out real quick. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, we are in summer. We look at the tropics. There is nothing happening in the Central Pacific to affect Hawaii. Nothing in the Atlantic. It's still super quiet. However, in the Eastern and North Pacific, we have Tropical Storm Barbara. And... Oh. Barbara's just all by itself. She's out there churning, making that eastward or sorry, westward movement. Uh, Latest update from the National Hurricane Center in Miami. Uh, Let's see here. Just about five hours ago was the last refresh. So they should actually, sorry, within three hours, there should be a update here pretty quick. She is a tropical storm. She is moving. Let's see here. Uh, West-northwest, 16 miles an hour, maximum sustained winds of 40 miles an hour. She is forecasted to be a tropical storm through about uh, 6 o'clock Monday, then ramp up to hurricane strength uh, Tuesday morning, and will remain a hurricane out in the Pacific, just churning away through at least Friday. So Barbara is kind of the only thing happening right now in terms of tropics. Uh, does not look like it's going to affect Hawaii yet. Um, it's into the point now where it's not even showing up into the Eastern Pacific. It's literally just out there uh, churning. It's not made it to the Central Pacific. Uh, and so this thing's just going to be out there churning, doing its thing. Uh, yeah. So she's just, just out there. Just some waves and just hanging out. <laughs> literally. She's literally just out there by herself. Oh, little Barbara. Yeah, poor That's... Barbara. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, good. Hey, you know what? We're moving right along down the list. Who's next? Uh, well, let's, well, let's see here. Uh, I will need to pull up uh, the Eastern Storm names because we haven't gotten into that yet. Uh, so let's see here. Eastern North Pacific. So we had Alvin, which was alive for a little bit, then died off. Now we have Barbara. Uh, then Cosme is the next one. Then Delilah, Eric, Flossie, Gil, Henriette, Ivo, Juliet, Kiko, Loreno, Mario, Narda, Octave, Priscilla, Raymond, Sonia, Tico, Velma, Wallace, Xenia, York, and Zelda. <laughs> Those are your Eastern North Pacific tropical storm and or hurricane names for this year. Is Flossie a name? Flossie <laughs> is a name. Okay. <laughs> Who am I to question right. the list of names? But... <laughs> Well, so so you'll love this. Apparently, according to this list that I'm looking at from the National Hurricane Center, the names Xenia, York, and Zelda correspond with Xavier, Yolanda, and Zeke. And they rotate those three every other year because apparently they don't get a whole lot of use. Oh, they don't make it to the to the X Y Z part of the list. They often. don't. No. So, so the names are you know as we said have been recycled every six years. So the 2019 full list will begin uh, again in 2025. However, it's not you know it's not even there. So, um, and I will say this: apparently the North Pacific ones 
I believe these are all based on the Hawaiian language. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen or fourteen names, and they are all. Uh, it's e. It's a e h i k l m n o p u w. Those are the names for the Central North Pacific hurricanes so and tropical storms. So not a full, you know, A through Z, but uh, yeah, I believe they're all based on the Hawaiian alphabet. Yeah, I was going to say it must be, yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. And see, I didn't really realize there were several different lists. How often does the Atlantic list get to the, to the X, Y, Z? And I know there's some after that. Yeah, if they do, it's, it's again, they're still it's in like the six letters, years. Right? Yeah. And numbers. Yeah. And they're still there. I mean, if, if we go through the full thing, I think they go through and maybe even advance to the next year. But um, if a storm forms in the off season, it will take the next name in the list based on the current calendar date. For example, if tropical uh, tropical cyclone formed on December 28th, it would take the name from the previous season's list of names. If a storm formed in February, it would be named a subsequent season list name. So, in the event that more than 21 tropical name storms occur in the Atlantic Basin, additional storm names will be taken from the Greek alphabet. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, but look, same thing here. So, the list for 2019 will repeat in 2025. Okay. Interesting. So yes. it'll be six years, Every well, six. five years now before Bonnie comes around again. Yeah. So Bonnie will be the next time Bonnie comes around is in 2022. Such a long wait. I love when my name's on the list because I'm like guaranteed to be one of them because I'm a B name, but right. I'm also pretty guaranteed to be a weak one. Yes. Because you're early in the season. Because Hurricane, Hurricane B. Bizzle does have a nice ring to it. It just, uh, we don't want that name retired from the list. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Because, well, I don't know. That might be kind of cool. That would be actually kind of cool. But, yeah. So, yeah, there's your there's your uh, impromptu lesson on hurricane names in the Central Pacific and the Atlantic list and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. So, we just have Barbara out there churning. Um Alvin was out there for a little bit, but he died off, and uh, we're now just uh, waiting for the Atlantic season to kind of kick up. With uh, Barry will be the next one on the list. I know that we had talked about maybe Baby Barry a couple weeks ago. Uh, was yeah. never officially named, so Barry is still on the clock. Oh, yeah. I remember little Baby Barry that didn't come come to term there. Yeah. I guess that's time. Bring it on, Barry. Yep. We're just now waiting. So, uh, like I said, we are super excited to move from year one into year two next week we will have a more in-depth look back at what we have accomplished in one year and then looking forward and we would detail some of the plans that we would like to do for uh year number two but bonnie it's been a pleasure and it's my honor to work with you each and every week um i enjoy our talks off air as much as i do on you're an awesome person i am blessed to have you on my team and uh, i can't wait to see what year number two brings I know. I'm so excited. And, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better person to do this podcast with. You do all the behind the scenes stuff. So all the editing, all the posting of everything is all Bobby. So any of that, give all that credit to him. I just show up and I just say words. <laughs> she's the, she's the better looking of the two of us. So she does, she oh, gets all the credits stuff. for everything else. So uh, <laughs> we are lucky. We are lucky to have Bonnie and we're lucky to have her meteorological knowledge. Uh, and she's a great person. So I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait. 
it's going to be a fun year. And, man, everybody, hey, have a safe 4th of July. Please don't do anything stupid with fireworks. Light them properly. Treat them properly. They can hurt you. They can hurt your pets. I understand sometimes we drink, we have fun at barbecues, and then we want to reenact, you know, the Civil War or we want to reenact the battle for independence. Just do it smartly, please. Don't shoot fireworks at your sister or your mother or your evil ex-girlfriend. Just be cool about it, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, turn around, don't drown also. Yes. We're just going to throw out these safety tips. There's another one. Exactly. I mean, all you need to do is look at Jason Pierre-Paul, the the outstanding football player. Lost a majority of his fingers because he was holding a firecracker. Come on, guys. We are smarter than this. Yes, definitely. I'm scared of fireworks. I don't, like, play with them. Like, I'll go watch them. Right. With, like, their plugs in, but I don't play with them. It's smart. It is totally smart. But um, I'll be out DJing a houseboat party on the 4th of July. I'll make sure I share some pictures uh, on our Twitter and Instagram, at Weather Podcast, respectively. And uh, can't wait. It's going to be a great week. Guys, get out there. Enjoy independence. Be thankful that we live in the country we do because it affords us the opportunities to do things that other people in the world can't. So we are really blessed by that. Uh, so get out there and uh, celebrate. Absolutely. Be safe. Have fun. And if you have a four-day weekend, power to you, because I have a four-day weekend. Yay! Bonnie's got some time off. That's good news. I'm excited. Well, another great edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I am Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.